welcome to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines, changing the conversation around divorce. This show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room. Penguin in the Room is an award-winning arts, marketing and social media management company. If you want to jazz up your socials and have someone Instagram and tweet for you, then here's your answer. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com. As always, hit subscribe to make sure you're updated about new episodes. And we love to hear from you on social media at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. You can also email us all the infos on our website, thedivorcesocial.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. What a series we've had. Welcome to the Roundup episode. It's so funny when I get to the end of recording a series, there is a bit of me that's like, oh, phew, because, you know, it it takes a bit of time organising, speaking to 10 different people and recording. And my brilliant producer, Amanda Redman, uh, helps me out a lot with that. And then also editing them all, listening back to the edits uh, with my brilliant editor, Troy Holmes. So it's kind of quite a feat to do a whole series. And I feel a little bit like I need to sleep at the end. What I love about doing these Roundup episodes is just going back and remembering what we've done and who we've spoken to and the stories that have been shared and the conversations we've had. And this series is no different. And actually, I was looking through this morning and I felt really proud of this series. I think we've spoken to some incredible people, had some real laughs and talked about some interesting things as well that we haven't covered on the podcast before. I feel like when you get a few series in, you're like, can I offer anything new as a host of this podcast? Has everyone heard all my stories before? Are they bored of my voice? And actually, I'm always reminded every time I speak to someone new that there's so much I learn from everyone I speak to. And also, I feel like different people I know I'm the one interviewing them, but I also feel like different people bring out different stories from me and different memories from me and things that I might have forgotten and, and suddenly remember. So 
it's been lovely looking back at all the people we've spoken to. And also, I should say, life milestone. I always cover those in these roundups, don't I? Life milestone for me is that I have been dating. We know I've been dating online for a while, but I met someone on Bumble, which is an online dating app, and we're, we've done five dates. And I have to say, you know, I'm not saying that they're the love of my life. Maybe they are. But I have to say, this is the most amount of dates, like official meet up and go for dinner kind of dates that I've been on with a person since my divorce. I think my max before was like three or when I was like not looking for any commitment. I was sort of seeing people for a while, but they weren't really dates. They were more like hookups, sexual hookups. Um, so this is this is the furthest along I've got. And it feels like quite an achievement. I'm quite proud of myself. And I feel a little bit like this is new territory. What do I do now? Because, you know, I got used to the whole dating thing, got used to, you know, telling everyone who you are in a first date scenario, being a little bit vulnerable sometimes, having a laugh, eating in front of someone, which comes with its own issues. You know, when you're talking and eating, you're like, don't want them to think I'm a terrible eater and I'm like spitting all over them. Um, and also after lockdown, I feel like my eating habits and manners got really bad because I was just always on my own. Um, so I was worried that I'd just become an absolute kind of disgusting mess. So I got used to eating in public in front of people again. Um, but now I'm five dates in. I'm like, what what happens now? It's funny. It's like remembering this whole nother world. I'm like, do we keep going on dates? Like, are we... Are we official now? Do we have to have an official conversation about being official? Like, what does being official mean nowadays? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, when do you introduce them to your friends and family? Um, I feel like we're still a little bit soon for that. But yeah, it's it's a funny one. I'm in a whole new world. And it's really funny looking back at all the series of this podcast and how... I know I'm interviewing other people, but how much they reflect different periods of time in my life as well, like different little milestones for me. So I shall keep you updated. Uh, let me know if you have any advice for <laughs> date six and beyond. Uh, what should I be doing? Do I need to have the conversation yet about whether we're efficient? Like, I don't. Please tell me. Uh, or I'll just work it out and tell you what I did. But anyway, back to the podcast and the brilliant series we've had. I'll do a little recap if you've missed any of the episodes this series. I mean, I say this every time, but do go back and listen because I honestly feel like even if someone's story isn't directly related to your own, like it doesn't follow the same trajectory or didn't begin in the same way. I learn something from everyone I speak to and I, and I hope that you all do as well and so cathartic just listening to other people's stories and listening to their honesty and, and vulnerability and I think we can all all learn so we kicked off with Steve Hofstetter who's an American comedian he made me laugh a lot actually he's got loads of clips on YouTube of him doing stand-up if you want to kind of check out the comedy side of him and I, I very much enjoyed his story about gourmet dog food and leaving it on the side of the road and it being like a metaphor for divorce. A box of his food cost $100. And wow. 
I, yeah, it was really over the top. And so I had a box of his food and then I had a spare box for when that one ran out. And there was one day that I was repacking the car and, you know, outside of some dumb hotel and I got to the next city and I couldn't find the spare box of his food. And I realized, oh my God, I left it on the curb. And then I realized, oh, and that's over. There's nothing I can do. I can't go back and get it. I can't, you know, call the hotel and be like, hey, you know, about a block away from your hotel where I park, do you want to go run over <laughs> there and see if there's a box that you could then mail to me? Like, I was just like, you know what, I lost it and it sucks, but that is the end of it because you don't have to deal with the, you don't have to help someone else process their anguish at a mistake. You can just own your own mistake. And that's when I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be okay. And it's such a silly minor detail but I think that that is true for a lot of us, that the, the realization doesn't come from this grandiose, oh, I was standing on the edge of a cliff looking out into the ocean. And then I like, no, I was in Indiana on the side of the road realizing that like, oh, yeah, I made the right choice. So losing some gourmet dog food. <laughs> losing, losing gourmet <laughs> dog food. And I, I think that's really funny, like. It's always in the the sort of weirdest, saddest, most traumatic times that we find the strangest, funniest similarities or, or metaphors or way to describe things. I just think gourmet dog food is is a brilliant metaphor for relationships and life. I'll leave you to work out why, but I just think it is. So um, that one's definitely worth a listen. And also just hearing about the comedy scene in America and, and the fact that they do gigs in strip clubs and strip clubs have food, like a buffet in the back. I mean, I have to say I haven't been to that many strip clubs in the UK, but I've never seen a buffet. So if you want to find out more about that, check out the Steve Hofstetter episode. I also spoke to Rose Stokes. I followed Rose on social media, particularly Twitter, for a long time. And she has written a lot of really brilliant articles. So definitely give her a Google and check those out. We talked about her parents' divorce and breakup and the impact it had on her, actually in a positive way. I remember when my parents got divorced, my mum got this sort of new lease of life. Um, and I remember my mum was really energised. Like, you know, we lived together. I remember seeing like this whole new side of her. And I have definitely felt that way in pretty much every breakup I've ever had in my life as well. Because, you know, it takes so much emotional energy to be in a relationship that's not working. And you get so used to being in that state that you don't even notice that you're working. And I remember like when I broke up with my last big ex, which was uh, not a good relationship, to put it lightly, um, I remember the first night I slept, I hadn't slept for months. And the first night after we broke up, I slept for 10 hours without waking up. And it was the first, you know, there was like this whole body release of like, oh my God, I don't have to try anymore. Like I don't have to be sort of, you know, like you're sitting in a boat where there's just like holes popping up everywhere and you're like, put something in that, put something in that, put something in that, and like trying to like stop yourself from sinking. And when you just say, fuck it, I'm gonna sink. <laughs> You actually kind of float. Like, it's almost like you sort of suddenly are like, you know, actually, um, the relief is, is huge. I think that that is a very normal, in fact, reaction to a positive decision, which I think in a lot of cases, like my personal view on divorce, having, you know, sat in the sort of spectator seat, 
is that it, it can be a really positive thing. It doesn't have to be a sad thing. And I feel this way about breakups as well. I remember, you know, people always commiserate breakups. So if someone says, oh, you know, I've broken up with my boyfriend, I always found it really sad that no one ever said congrats <laughs> on making a decision that, I mean, assuming that you're not the injured party, obviously, like, or that, you know, say that it was your choice or your decision. That's a really empowering decision to make for yourself, like to choose something else, something more to have faith that you could be happier. I think that it's a really big positive vote and confidence in yourself. And I think that we should be able to celebrate that. And she's now engaged and going into a new marriage herself and all the things it taught her about what that means and practical conversations that she's having with her fiancé and did have before, you know, um, they agreed to get married, I think is really interesting. And I wish I'd known that and had those conversations before I got married. I don't know if it would have changed anything, but I still wish I did. And she was pregnant when I spoke to her. And um, yeah, it was just really nice to hear someone in the joy of that like new baby, new marriage zone, but also reflecting on on difficult past relationships and uh, her parents' divorce. Then I spoke to Aja Baba who, again, I feel like this makes me sound like I'm on social media all the time, and maybe I am, but I uh, I've followed her on Instagram for a long time, and she's got a brilliant book out that you should check out all about kind of sustainable fashion and fast fashion and all these companies that are contributing to global warming and, you know, not recycling and not paying their workers enough. Uh, So definitely check that out. But we did talk about her leaving a difficult relationship and the aftermath of that when a close family member died and how that kind of event in her life changed her perspective on a lot of things. And made her the person she is today and also made her the person she is on Instagram and social media and and the way she speaks out um, about the causes that she does today. I think everybody has had that before where you think that it's fine and then it turns out that the person just unceremoniously like dumps you out of the blue and you're just like, what? I did not see that coming, but also I just feel so fucking silly for getting excited. My pride was so hurt because I really didn't see it coming that it made me really depressed and sad. And so for like two weeks, I just was really sad and cried a lot and just stuck to myself. And my grandmother was living with me and my parents at the time. I had to move back in with my parents. It was it was horrible. And I didn't talk to anyone. And then my grandmother had a stroke and she didn't recover. So... I'm so sorry. That was really, really hard because, sorry, I'm trying not to cry. I wasted the last two weeks being upset about something that was completely out of my control. And then I lost someone who was so dear to me. And you can't get that back. You can't, you can't bring it back. I remember she was in the hospital for weeks and then she went into hospice care I was just crying at her bed and she woke up for just a really short, brief time period. And she reached over and stroked my head and said, it's okay. Grammy knows that you were hurting. (laughs) 
sorry. I'm like, this is supposed to be happy. And I'm like remembering this and there's still so much trauma around No, it. not at all. Even in her last moments, there she is trying to comfort me for like, you know, feeling embarrassed and silly about something that didn't work out. And like, I could have spent so much time just laughing with her. And instead I just was miserable. So that was a pivotal life-changing moment with me where I was just like, Never again will I ever let anyone make me feel this way. Because when that happens, you lose things you can't get back. You can't get back that time that was spent like moping. You can't get back those precious moments with family. And you never know when you might run out of time, you know? So that was a really, really, really intense experience. And I would argue that that pivotal moment really helped me to become the person I am today, but I had to really pick myself up off the floor from zero. She's just so eloquent and everything she says, I feel like I want to write it down and like put it on a post-it on a wall because it's just, it it hits the nail on the head. So um, it was a joy to talk to her and it's definitely worth a listen. I also spoke to Amy Christophers, who you might recognise from the show Married at First Sight, the UK version. I had to be very honest with Amy because I haven't watched the show because I actually find it quite triggering. I don't know why. Like, I've watched other dating shows on TV, but I think this one is because they're getting married straight away and, and it's a stranger. And actually, in the UK, they don't officially get married. So she's not officially divorced, even though she had a wedding and feels like she is. I think in Australia, they really do get married. But I just find it triggering because, you know, I, I'm not sure if they know what they're going into. And I know the heartache of divorce and breakup and after you've had all that wedding and moving in together. And so I just really feel for the contestants. So I don't know if I could watch it all the way through. But it seems to me that other dating shows not to do with marriage, I absolutely love. Um, but you might be a big you might be a big fan of Married at First Sight. I'm a big fan of, of Amy. I've known her for a while. We we've met on nights out and we always have fun. And and she kind of opened up about that whole situation, getting married on telly, having a relationship on telly, and uh, also the things that she learned from that. And uh, one of the big ones she said was she was very reactive and she's learned to kind of take a step back and, and have a moment and maybe sleep on something before she makes a decision. I was a very reactive person. I would act out of a place of fear and like worry. So now I definitely just try and like rein things in and think, is this coming from a place of worry and fear? Okay, yes, it is. So should I react in this way or shall I? think rationally about this okay so should we sleep on it and maybe see how we think more about it okay yeah let's do that so I feel like I've matured <laughs> in that way a little bit I think I learned that as well from my marriage of like yeah I'd be like I'm angry now so we're going to talk about it now and now I'm like no no take a deep breath go and make a cup of tea and come back <laughs> so we're both better people from our marriages <laughs> <laughs> I really related to that because I am so impulsive. 
I am, I think uh, Desiree Birch, who I'll talk about later, described me as a typical Aries. And it's so true. Um, I kind of run into decisions and everything headfirst. I can be quite spontaneous and, and like now, now, now. So I also feel like I've learned to just take a step back. Don't send that message or sleep on a decision. Or if you feel really angry, you don't necessarily have to tell the person you're really angry with them right the second. So it was a lot of fun to talk to her. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's the ad break. So it's a perfect time to remind you to hit subscribe to be notified about more episodes. You can also leave us a lovely review because honestly, it makes a difference to the chart positions. And one time I was in the charts next to Michelle Obama and I was really thrilled about it. So it'd be nice to do that again. Uh, You can also join in the conversation on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod. We have a website thedivorcesocial.com and you can also join us for our like 90s style divorce chat room experience over on Patreon. So just go to patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S and it starts at £2 a month and we all have lovely and awful and amazing chats. See you there. Then I spoke to Jessica Pidsley. Uh, Jessica is a spiritual coach, I call her. She likes to call herself a 21st century priestess, which I love. And actually, it's one of the first times really in the podcast that we've delved into spirituality and belief and faith and religion. Um, People have mentioned in the past, you know, their beliefs in certain religions or from the background that they've come from and how that's affected their experience. But Jessica had a spiritual emergency, as she calls it, when she had her first child. Um, And she then suffered postpartum psychosis after that child. And she talks about that and how that's affected the rest of her life. And also how her parents' divorce um, affected her approach to relationships And there's a really interesting moment, actually, where she says after she had her spiritual emergency and became a coach, she did some coaching work with her mum, 
which I think is amazing. I could not do anything like that with my mum. We'd end up having an argument. Um, But she did. I love my mum, but we would. She did that with her mum and her mum believed that her husband, so Jessica's dad, had left her. And she asked her mum, you know, was there any ever any moment that you thought about leaving him? And then Jessica's mum realised that she'd actually mentally left her husband years before. And she had this realisation of like, I left him first. I said to her, because she was about when he left and everything, um, and it was, you know, 27th of December, 1997. And as we were talking, I just said, I just got the intuition to ask, like, was there ever a time when you knew that the relationship was over? And she went, I know the exact day. And I'm like, whoa, okay, tell me more. And she said there'd been a there'd been a storm, so it must have been 1987, because that was when storm dot dot dot, whatever it was. She said the willow tree had snapped, so that's why it was so vivid in my memory. I was putting out the washing and we'd had a particularly difficult day. And in myself, a voice came up from me and it said, I'll leave him. And I said, so mum, you left dad in 1987. And she started laughing. And I swear to you, she didn't stop laughing for about three or four minutes. She was just like, oh my goodness, I left him. I left him. And this narrative of 20 years that he left her suddenly in that moment became transformed. And she's been different ever since because she suddenly took her part in the dissolution of a relationship and saying that was when I decided I didn't want to be in this. And then 10 years later, he left. So fascinating that that's what I mean about memories being transient. She's rewritten that story, which had haunted her for so long. And, you know, it's incredible watching your mum liberate like that. And I just thought that was a really interesting moment, a really poignant moment, because a lot of the conversations I've had with people where maybe the divorce was a shock, actually, in hindsight, they've looked back you know, and this isn't for everyone, but some people realise that they actually sort of checked out of the marriage before the other person kind of ended it. So I I think that's a really interesting moment um, that might help a lot of people. And Jessica is just lovely. So listen to that as well. She also got her husband to marry his anxiety and they went on a stag do and had a ceremony on Brighton Beach, which sounds joyful and makes me want to do it immediately. Then I spoke to journalist Stacey Duguid. She's been super open about her divorce journey and the kind of really difficult times she's had with that. Um, And she's always worked in fashion. So it's really interesting to see her Instagram kind of before being all fashionable. And it's still fashionable now, but also there's a lot more emotion in it. And she's written a lot um, about her experience. And we talked about her wedding dress and how she's having that kind of tailored and redone to turn it into a dress that she'd wear again and she's just written an article um, about that kind of process and how to make your wedding dress wearable again which might be useful for a lot of people. So I posted on Instagram obviously because it hasn't happened unless it's on Instagram um, a picture of me in my wedding dress and the wedding dress was made for me by friends of mine who have a label called Preen and Justin and Thea made this dress for me and it's so beautiful. It's long, it's fabulous. Anyway, so we are in the middle. I've got a fitting there next week. We're going to chop it short and I'm going to write about it for Sunny Times Style. And I thought, 
gosh, that's actually a really cool kind of new, how do you wear your wedding dress these days? You know, I, I just love this idea that you can have really enjoyed your wedding day. I really enjoyed mine too. And I loved wearing that dress. But then sort of, you know, revisit that amazing dress and have it reimagined into something else that is celebratory. And yes, I am quite sad about what's happened, but I have two beautiful children. And eventually I know that we will be friends one day and we did have a good wedding day. And you're right, love. It's to 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 feel sad and be on the floor and feel all the emotions is to be human. And that's that we're sort of, I suppose that's that's how we're built. It's who we are and what we're on this planet for is not to be alone. And although everybody keeps saying to me, enjoy your time alone. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm really enjoying this time alone because I am alone a lot with 50-50 custody. But I don't want to be alone forever. And I have this romantic idea that if I met somebody and they also had children, we'd have this kind of big, noisy, messy family together. But um, Or I might just move to Shetland with my dog and... <laughs> be a writer on my own who knows love that but it is about love and I haven't given up on love my wedding dress is made of lace so you can't dye it um apparently which is difficult because a lacy white dress even if it's short is is pretty weddingy um even though I love that dress I still haven't done anything by the way with my wedding dress it's still in the cupboard and the cat lies on the bag it's in one day I hope to do something with it but I haven't done anything yet so watch this space um, but yeah do check out Stacey's articles and and we have a really interesting honest chat about her experience and and the finances of everything and the whole process with lawyers and everything as well then I spoke to a fellow divorce podcaster Kate Daly she owns Amicable which is a company that she set up after her own divorce to try and kind of streamline the legal process and make it more, I don't know about more affordable, but there's like a set cost for it. I guess it is more affordable. Um, and they're amicable, the company, they work with both parties. So they're not exactly like a lawyer. Um, but have a listen to her description of, of that and it'll, it'll make more sense. But she also hosts a podcast called The Divorce Podcast. And it's funny because a lot of people contact me and say, I'm really sorry, Sam, but I also listen to another podcast. But I love your podcast. And that is totally fine. You are allowed to listen to all the podcasts in the world as long as, as, long as this one's your favourite. No, as long as, um, you know, as long as you like listening to this one too, that'd be nice. Um, so it was really nice to talk to another podcaster that set up a divorce podcast because they got divorced and wanted to help people. Um, and Kate uh, has quite a different situation than me. So she was in an abusive marriage and she talks about kind of getting out of that and how the legal process really affected her. And that's what led her to set up her company as well you've got this whole legal process going on all of a sudden and again when you're in that situation and you're doing a legal process you're you're not in control again you're then at the mercy of solicitors and barristers and the court and you've lost your volition you've lost your sort of sense of ownership of the issue so it all suddenly feels like it's taken out of your hands and stuff is just happening and at the very beginning of the process you don't know what the whole process is so you're just being told to do the next thing. So 
without being able to see the end. I didn't know what the end goal was or what would happen in the end or any of that. I was just getting told to do the next thing. You need to go and get this order. You need to go to the court and do that. You need to, and you're just like thinking, but what, what, do I need to do that? Or is that the best strategy? But without seeing the the whole journey of where you're headed to, um, it's really difficult. And it's, the system feels very confused. And there were so many mistakes that I made in that could have made things a lot better and a lot easier just because you don't know what you don't know. And you're literally trying to find information on the internet. You're trying to speak to women's services and, you know, and some people were amazing and I got lots of amazing advice and there is a lot of amazing advice and help out there. But, you know, I'm well-resourced. I'm a middle-class white woman with English as my first language. So I, I got help. But imagine, I just kept thinking, if you don't have all of that going for you, it's just, what a minefield. When you've been through that kind of process, I think you feel, I well, I felt, um, I had to, part of my recovery was doing this in a way. I had to wrest some control back from this situation that had led me all over the place. And the only way I could do that was to say, well, what I've got certain skills, you know, I've had the, the privilege of a fantastic education and I've, I'm in a place where I can choose what I do. And, and I, I just couldn't get this idea that there needed to be a, a better way of going through the process that I had. So I started, as I say, to work with lawyers and to help them with their customers and their clients and got to the point where I thought I can do this myself in a better way. And finally, uh, we ended the series with the brilliant Desiree Birch. Desiree is a fantastic comedian, someone I've hung out with at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and at comedy gigs and always loved. um, And I love watching her on stage as well. So it was really great to talk to her. Desiree is the voice of and the host of Too Hot to Handle, which is a dating show on Netflix, which I have watched because they don't get married. They just like snog each other and then they're like not allowed to snog each other and it's quite fun and we talk about what she's learned from doing that show as well as her experience of breaking up from a long-term relationship whilst doing comedy and uh, trying to make people laugh whilst lots of stuff is going on in the background Um, and again she's so eloquent and hilarious and so much of what she said really rings true to me and I'm, I'm sure it will with lots of people. And we also talk about how Pizza Express is a really good place to uh, break up with someone. The episode and the podcast is not sponsored by Pizza Express, but anyone from Pizza Express, if you're listening, I love a good pizza. Um, I like Pizza Express, hit me up. Um, but uh, yeah, we have, we have funny chats about how pizza, I think Desiree says that pizza's really absorbent so it's like a good blanket type food for grief and I I totally totally agree with that we had one conversation uh at home and then we had another one at a pizza express I think sure was it in Woking and was Prince Andrew <laughs> yes, there yes exactly <laughs> uh, everyone was sweating um but uh now because we lived in Croydon at the time so it was like near that like the big uh Ikea park we went to that Pizza Express. I mean, they should put that, the Pizza Express, a place to break up. <laughs> <laughs> a 
place for all your difficult conversations. Uh, a, a, a place to end things. <laughs> One way or the other. Also pizza. We should say that we have no ill will towards Pizza no, Express and love many pizza other Express. pizza. pizza. L- like, yes. I mean, I, mean I, I guess I can't promote or denigrate Pizza Express. Yeah. They are a pizza chain. <laughs> other pizzas are available. But also, like, God bless a Pizza Express. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Tasty. love them. Yeah, that's why we went. I mean, the thing is, like, if you're going to feel sad, you may as well be able to eat. Like... <laughs> Melted There's cheese and sadness. No. I'm just saying, yes, I've cried. That is not the first pizza I've cried over. <laughs> it's well, a, why it's is a pizza quite a, such a cry over food? It's such, I, I don't know. There's a presumed absorbency and it's also kind of like an edible blanket. So there's like yes. a, there's a circle of comfort, which is a song that Elton John should have written um, that is provided <laughs> when you're sad <laughs> over pizza. So this was a shorter series than normal of just eight episodes. And that is because at Christmas and New Year, I did the bonus holiday episodes um, where I had a whole gang of previous guests of the podcast in and we discussed what it was like being single at Christmas, what it was like post-divorce at Christmas and at New Year, how that feels, dating. And it was really just like a fun party environment. So um, definitely check those out and they will stay there and you can listen back to them next Christmas. Hopefully, you know, the podcast will still be around next Christmas, but, you know, as well, you can listen back to those and have a laugh. And that was a lot of fun to do. We will be back with a, a Series 8 can you believe it? Very soon. So please do leave a lovely review on your podcast listening platform. Um, Reviews on iTunes especially make such a difference to more people finding the podcast and hopefully, you know, feeling less alone and getting words of wisdom if they're also going through a difficult time. So I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review on iTunes, only if it's good, Obs. Um, And uh, you can also follow us on social social media we're doing all sorts of posts and having chats and we do have a patreon account and that really helps if you can become a a member on there it starts at like two pounds a month and if you feel that you can spare that really does help me with the costs of running the podcast and keeping everything going because I do want to keep everything going I love getting all your messages of of how much you enjoy the pod and what it means to you so yes if I can uh, get help with some of the finances that's always a lovely thing and I have had some brilliant messages over the last series I just wanted to read a few of them to you before we go because as I said they do mean a lot to me and I absolutely love seeing them this person says so grateful I stumbled upon this wonderful podcast after my marriage ended totally unexpectedly in December I felt so completely traumatized. I can honestly say this podcast has felt like a lifesaver in my darkest days in the few weeks since. Thank you, Samantha. You will never know how much this has helped me and the comfort the stories have brought me that one day things might get better, even if it doesn't feel like it now. Thank you so much for that message. And, you know, yeah, that is this is what the podcast is here for. And I'm so glad to be able to bring you a little bit of light in those really difficult times. I got a message on Instagram. Thank you for your podcast. It has saved me on my bad days. It's a tug of war game. I'm so exhausted. Please keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Sam. 
Another message on Instagram. It's been a year, the best year of my life, and I'm so grateful to you. Oh, my God, I have some dating stories. Thanks so much for helping me change my life. I actually think you have no idea how much you helped me. So lovely to hear. Um, I'm so glad you've had the best year of your life. Let's all hope for that. Someone also sent me over a question which I thought was really interesting. Is it normal to feel heartbroken when my ex-husband has a date? We broke up two years ago. I thought we were both ready for moving on. We can't work out if we're still in love or whether it's not wanting others involved. Any words of wisdom? I think it's an interesting one. I think you're always going to be upset when your ex has a date because it just feels weird because you were with that person for so long. And and obviously I've spoken to people, you know, that the exes have like remarried and maybe before they did. And in some weird way for me as well, it started to feel like a competition, like who was going to get in a relationship first. And, and actually I had to let go of that because I didn't want to be in a relationship really quickly well I I did but I don't think it was good for me to be in a relationship really quickly and I needed some time on my own and now looking back I'm so glad I have had time and my ex is in a relationship now and it still feels weird because there was someone you spent so long with and that you loved but you will never lose that you had that with that person but I think you know, you both want to move on. I mean, in that message, the person is saying they don't know if they're still in love um, or not. I think that that is so hard because we're taught that you stay together if you love the person and love is enough. And in all honesty, I don't believe that it is anymore. I think you can love someone but not want to be with them anymore or love someone and feel like it's time to to break up time to go separate ways time to move on maybe it's not healthy for you anymore or them or so I would say it's less about whether you're in love anymore and more about whether you want to be with that person whether you want to make an effort to work with each other to be in a happy situation together and are you in a happy situation together what needs to change can you change it um I never I'm not I know I talk about divorce but I'm not like an advocate for divorce I'm not like everyone should get a divorce I think you should get a divorce if that's what you decide if that's what's best for you no one else can make that decision for you it's a very personal decision and there are so many reasons that go into it um but I think it's it's a really interesting question and situation so thank you so much for getting in touch with that and if you have any thoughts on that we can keep the conversation going over on social media and on our patreon chat room as well for members of the patreon we can have a chat about it over there But thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, sharing all your stories with me and letting me interview people and witter on about going on five dates. Uh, I shall speak to you soon. Thanks a lot. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines. Please leave us a review. Please, please. Um, It would be super nice. They're lovely to read. They keep me cheery and happy and keep me going. Uh, But also it affects our listing in the podcast charts, uh, which are very important because that's how more people find the podcast. And I'd love to help more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times. And they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts. So if you'd like to leave a review, I'd love you forever. You can leave them on iTunes is the big one or most podcast platforms do them as well. I'll take all the reviews you've got to give. You can also uh, get in contact on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. We have a website, thedivorcesocial.com and we have a Patreon account, which means that you can support the podcast for as little as £2 a month and it helps me with all the admin costs. It also means you have access to our 90s style divorce and heartbreak chat room and there's lots of exclusives on there, little bits of audio that you don't get in the main podcast and some giveaways as well. So I'd love to see you over on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines and please leave a review. Did I say that already? Please leave a review. Love you forever.